Welcome back to another Flushing and Dustin podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Upland Outfitters. Go check them out. Uh, tonight we have the hippie Uplander. So last time we had the unhip. This is the hippie Uplander, Everett Giverson. Uh, super excited to have you on. Um, let's uh, let's just jump into it and uh, have you introduce yourself and take it from there. Right on. So I'm Yubi Giverson. Uh, legal name is Everett Giverson, but we'll go by Yubi uh or the the hippie uplander i think it's funny yeah uh so i'm originally from new jersey grew up hunting all my life uh my family's like hardcore into hunting everything that moved to new jersey um my dad was like a duck guide and uh he actually guided for babe ruth back in the day oh really he was it was pretty cool that's awesome Um, but i i started like hunting hardcore uh as soon as you can legally do it in jersey which is 10 uh just started slaying deer and everything else uh ducks we got into ducks pretty good on the east coast there there's like a really good flow of ducks over there that is a good spot i see that you have uh some coon is are those coyotes hanging in the back those are coyotes i skinned out yeah do you uh do you trap them or what do you do uh, I just hunt them uh, with my rifle and stuff, call them in. Nice. I did some decoy dogging uh, last month with Seth Simpson. Yeah. I don't know. Heard of him. Yep. Uh, we did some of that, too. We didn't get any, but normally I just call them in with the call. Yeah. Was that your first time running them with dogs? Yeah. Yeah, so usually do- I just by myself. Yeah. How does that kind of work? Uh, so Seth did it really, really cool. He has like a, a signal to his dog and his dog will just start heading out in a direction and he'll start pointing and uh, he'll mark them and get them to go out. And uh, as soon as he hears like, as soon as a dog hears another coyote howling and stuff, he'll just start darting that direction to go chase down the coyote and get them to kind of ease back. in and stuff. Yeah, That's crazy. Cool. That'd, be, yeah. that'd be pretty fun to, to try out. So where are you, where are you living at now? Uh, over by like the Four Corners area, or okay. by like Arizona, Utah, New Mexico, Colorado. Yep. What brought you out to that area? Uh, for work. Uh, I work for a guy. His name is Chad Reynolds. He's the co-host of uh, Houndsman XP podcast. Okay. Uh, really awesome houndsman and stuff. Yep. And uh, I just work for him on his ranch, and we do animal training and all that stuff over here. But really, we just do everything we can to make sure we can just hunt our asses yeah. off. Yeah, I was gonna say it seems like you've uh, you've had a pretty good year so far, and um, I don't know. Have you taken trips? I'm trying to recall if I saw some on your page or not so far this year. Uh, I went up north, so where I'm at, there's like a couple of coveys of chucker, kind of locally, and there's a couple mountains that have some dusky grass on it. Yeah. But generally, I don't have anything for like another four hours or so until I get up north. Uh, so I started off with Tyler Slayton this year. Uh, yep. We started out hunting rough grouse and dusky grouse up north. And um, I hunted like the mountain range before for rough grouse. And I did pretty well. But this year when I went in there, I just kind of like mapped it. I was like, oh, we'll be fine. We'll be good. <laughs> it was hellish. We almost died multiple times. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh I pretty much, if you go on a hunt with me, there's always like a really good chance we might die or something. Just we'll keep that just a part of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but he got he got a uh, a nice little roughie over his dog Nova. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool. It was her first uh, wild bird. Oh, you know, cool. so on the opener, getting a a nice roughie was pretty cool for yeah. him. And then uh, we got into a pretty good amount of duskies the next day. Um, everything in range got it. <laughs> nice. So <laughs> that's what matters. Yep. Yep. Uh, were you yeah. were you with him when he uh when he got the COVID? Yeah, recently? that's who I got COVID from. Oh man. Yeah. His sounded yeah. like he put him down for the count for a while, from what I saw. Uh so we stayed in like this little inn. Uh we had been up. He shot a limit the day before me. Uh then we met up. We had wings at this bar in town there. And then the next day, well, we drove out, we set up camp and everything. And then the next day we were going to go hunt this area that I had scouted over the summer for Tarmigan. Yeah. And, uh, it's just like, just kind of one of those days where like shit starts to go wrong and it goes really wrong. So like we let the dogs out in the morning to go to the bathroom and then we were going to gather them up and go out. And, uh, we let the dogs out and two of the younger pups, they just took off. Like they, they just headed on down the mountain, didn't want to come back, nothing. Oh. that sucked so tyler's like not feeling so well and we looked around for like three hours in the morning which in the mountains it it stays cool but it gets hot when it as soon as it decides that it's gonna get hot it's yeah hot. and uh we're like all right uh you be you go ahead i head all the way on to like the back side of this mountain range that we were on and then i was gonna hike over into like this canyon area which is where the ptarmigan were a few miles in and hoping that maybe the dogs ran up and over there. Because where we set up camp was like prime dusky area. Nice. Like prime. Uh, I even told Tyler that. I was like, dude, probably shouldn't let the pups out here. Like guarantee they're going to get into some duskies and disappear. <laughs> and uh, that's I'm, I'm betting that's exactly what happened. But, yeah. Uh, so I went out hunting and stuff. And I killed a limit, hiked in, killed a limit, came back in. And... I seen Tyler and he's like not looking good at all. And I had, we had made a plan to like meet at the bottom of the mountain by like a certain time. And that's where I went to first. And I didn't see him there, but I got reception and someone had found our dogs. Oh, nice. And it just so happened that I got reception at the very same time that the people who found our dogs was coming up to us. And <laughs> it was just a shit show. Yeah. But I went, I went in town, got the dogs because the lady like brought them back to her house and stuff and uh went back up and tyler's like really looking shitty i had no idea what was going on with him and uh i was like you find the dogs he's like no i went down there i thought i heard him and i just started throwing up and like he was just all out of it he's like i blacked out a bit and uh i was like watching his his spirit disappear as he's telling me the story (laughs) and i was like oh well i did i got him like we're good and uh then like I don't know I was good I had I had my limit and everything and he just didn't have the energy so we went back into town and uh, we got a room in town hoping that like maybe it was just altitude sickness yeah like we went and bought those uh, those air canisters and stuff yep, that you yep. can get they really do help if you have okay. altitude sickness they do help okay uh, which at fourteen thousand feet it's like don't think you're like a sissy or something like it's very common people. People will get altitude sickness up there. Yeah. Uh, so you just take that and you breathe it and stuff. But he was like dying, like straight, just yeah. straight up dying. 
I like came in there like probably five or six times into the room and he's like, good morning. I'm like, it's still the same day, dude. <laughs> like he just was like in and out of it that much. Oh, and shit. Uh, yeah, but like Tyler and I, have, we, we've been friends since like high school. Like I used to drive oh, nice. to school and stuff back in the day. So him and I are, are very close. Um, so I just look after him like little brother. Yeah. That's how I think of him. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I like made ptarmigan dinner. I like cooked for the inn. Uh, I cooked like a bunch of ptarmigan for everybody. And, nice. like, how do, how do you there. cook it? Uh, so the week before I was at Gary Shaw's okay. hunting prairie chickens with him and Gary was talking about baking. I guess he's seen a recipe off the project Upland, uh, book or something. It was a uh, prairie chicken pominut, I think. I think that's what he called it. But he's just basically baking it and throwing some toppings on there and stuff. Kind of like a duck breast. Okay. And uh, it was perfect, man. It's so nice. Nice. I always I always like to cook with green chilies, too. So, like, it's like, mm, Yeah, a little more delicious. kick to it. Yeah. Oh, it's not kick. It's delicious. Delicious. And, yeah, uh, yeah it's so good. Green chilies is, like, the perfect amount to be like there's a little bit of heat there but it's yeah. also like immense flavor it's great nice uh so like i cooked for a bunch of people in the inn i called tyler i was like are you are you hungry at all he's like i just threw up for like the seventh time i'm not <laughs> hungry I'm like all right whatever uh so we spent the night there and the next day like he was dying and i started feeling bad too uh so i was like um i'm good you know we had a good time Tyler and I go hard as shit with hunting. So yeah. for us to like both look at each other and acknowledge that we need a day off, like it's That's it's needed. Yeah. It's needed. <laughs> you know something's bad then. Yeah. Like we're both like one of those people you cut off our leg, we'll be like, all right, but we still have three more birds we gotta shoot. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. How many days of uh, field do you usually get a year? Oh man. I go hunting probably at least every three days, at nice. least. Uh, awesome. it just depends on the dogs if they're tired or not like blossom she's right there she's passed out blossom yeah she didn't even move <laughs> um so i i try to hunt like every three days and then i have like thursday fridays off and i hunt the entire thursday friday like normally i drive but uh i'm just gonna go uh camp tomorrow on a mountain yeah. and hunt duskies for a couple days nice uh so yeah i just get after it though all season long Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, uh, I, you went out today and you got the COVID as well. Yeah. I went out yesterday. Yesterday. And I killed a chucker. Uh, it was really nice and overcasty. And I was kind of feeling like 80, 80% ish, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I was like, all right, I can, I can rough this. Like it, it's very rare for overcast days out here. Uh, so I was like, we got to go. Are so those I took river better? better for chucker well it's the days. Heat. oh if it's yeah. not overcast it's it's in the 90s and oh, stuff damn. and you can't i don't ever run a setter in the 90s yeah you know like uh like 75 still risking it with a setter i think yeah uh that's why i hunt so much in the mountains because it's usually like 65 or below up there nice uh, and then you can get you know all day hunts out of your dogs instead of them like sweating to death yeah and all that stuff but it was super overcast, so I, I went out there, and the temp was 72 when I left my truck, and I had all my waters, I had like three gallons on me, and uh, I made like a, a still a short loop, um, 
I had hunted there before, so I generally knew kind of about where they were going to be. Um, so I just made like this loop and we were coming down and the place that I hunt is so steep. Uh, as you're starting to walk, <laughs> it's like every step you'll kick like boulders and rocks and they'll just plummet down the, the mountain. And oh, it's geez. really gnarly. Like yeah. if you're not, if you're not like straddling your gun with one hand, like keeping balance with your other and just kind of like hoping everything goes good. It's really fun. It, it sucks, but it's like really, really fun. Yeah. Uh, and you're just kind of surfing the, the mountain like the whole time. That's uh, crazy. But I was starting to go down because uh, Blossom looked like she was starting to get a little too hot. And I'll still kill plenty of birds this season. Like I'm not worried about killing birds. I just love being out hunting like yeah. all the time. Uh, I live in the middle of nowhere, so I can just be out in nature all the time. And uh, yeah, I was starting to go down and like, I look, I look down at Blossom, which is like, she's probably like 35 yards in front of me because it's, it's steep, steep. And uh, she was only like 35 yards in front of me and the rocks that she was going down started tumbling, but she locked up on point. And I like just looked down seeing that she was on point. The rock started rolling down and then uh, birds just start blowing up. So I'm like, shit, <laughs> you know, and I, I swing on them and uh, I got, I got one and that's funny for me. Like I'm, yep. I'm more about the hunting experience. I don't care how many I actually kill or not. I just really enjoy hiking and, and like knowing that I put a lot of energy into it and I feel good. Like if I come back to the truck and I'm sweating and stuff, it's a good hunt. Yep. I like that. Yeah. You know, people talk about how easy hunting could be, which if that's like your thing, go for it. You know, that's cool. Yeah. But I like at the end of my hunts to be like dying. I like yep. that shit. You know, I wrestled in high school. You don't feel good unless you, you know, yep. get your ass whooped a little bit. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was very fun. Nice. Very fun time. Well, at least you could breathe enough to be able to go hunt up there. Yeah. But I regretted it this morning because <laughs> uh, I start work at like 7.30 in the morning and I set my alarm for about 5.30 and I laid in bed for an hour and oh. just like was dying this morning. I was drinking coffee, <laughs> trying to like get myself going and uh, I was dying this morning, but yeah. I still still made it. I think I probably should take tomorrow off, but I'm not going to. Do you, uh, when you camp... I think I saw a picture where you got do you just lay under the stars on a cot or do you actually take a tent? So uh I'll do just about any of it. Um so I was in the army, so like I really don't care about being comfortable yeah. with like anything. Uh a lot of times I'll sleep in the bed of my truck. I have like a I took a carpet and a blow up mattress and I just flip the carpet over the blow up mattress and then I can set like my camping stuff on top of that yep and then when i set up on a place i usually pull out my camping tote which has all my cooking stuff and then i'll unfold the carpet and then blow up my air mattress in my truck and sleep in there but like for uh i did snowcock last year okay so i'll i'll, I'll you know throw in a tent and stuff and a little air mattress and all that stuff and hike in and and hunt i'm not afraid to do any kind of random hiking hunting yeah. whatever you know yeah, uh, I've slept in piles of mud before in the army. Like I don't really care. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. You know, you sleep wherever. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, 
just got to get after it, you know? It, yeah. Do you have a topper on your truck or is it just open? Yeah, I have a topper. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really nice because, uh, what was it, the eighth or ninth or something? I did Columbian Tribe Tail this year too. Okay. And it started downpouring like the second night there. Yep. started downpouring on us so it was so nice having a camper oh man i bet and i was sleeping in there it was really nice <laughs> do you uh, that... go ahead do you have a long bed or do you have a short bed it's a you five seem like you're taller footer, which okay. uh, no I'm, I'm only five nine. Oh, you are but okay. i make i make up for it it's fun a lot yeah. of energy <laughs> don't need to be tall. I, I guess that makes sense you're a wrestler usually wrestlers are a little shorter mm-hmm yeah, we're strong little fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Good center of yeah. gravities. Oh yeah. That's probably why you can scale those mountains so good. You have a good center of gravity. Uh man, I've just been fucked just hard at life. Anything that seems to be real difficult and stuff. If someone tells me like, hey, this is really hard, I'd be like, all right, let me let me see what your yeah. level of hard is. <laughs> I gotta I gotta check it out now. You shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I, now I have to judge you as a man shouldn't have said that it was hard <laughs> yeah. so what's uh, uh what's one of speaking of hard hunts what do you, what would you say is one of your hardest hunts that you've been on or like one of the hardest birds you feel to get um well i i haven't killed the snowcock i went hunting for him uh but i didn't kill one i didn't see one uh i scouted for him like two weeks beforehand and i went on all the ridges and stuff that i heard them at expecting them to be there but um uh, people that i met that were up there that had been there and hunted for snowcock before they say that they they'll fly from like mountaintop to mountaintop and stuff like that like they they really get after it yeah so it, it makes sense that i didn't see them there but i you know i was in feathers i had lots of droppings and everything and uh a lot of time when i was up there I'm like i'm doing most of my hunts solo too like I, I don't yeah. have any anyone who does a lot of the stuff with me um a lot of it like i was just like like just having a whole ridge line just between my legs and i'm just scaling across like putting my gun up and then scooting putting my Dang. gun across. and uh it's super fun though i love that uh how do your dogs do with that oh that's not a hunt that you should really take your dogs i was gonna on. say that's gotta be i was like yeah. man that doesn't sound like they would even be able to go up there at all. Uh, so there was a dude that has done it um, with a dog. He's a, uh, uh, what the heck? like a border collie type dog. Okay. And I, I guess it alerts him uh, to the snowcock, I guess. But that guy is like a legendary snowcock hunter. Um, I'm going to feel bad for butchering his name, but his last name's uh, Gerhardt. I think he's from Wyoming. Okay. I think. I'll have to check uh, it out. Yeah, he's he's really badass. I wish one day he'd like message me or something. You know, he's a pretty <laughs> cool dude. <laughs> yeah, he's killed a lot of a lot of snowcock. Um, but that was probably the hardest hunting, just because like the roughness and stuff, and the, you know, after the upchucker guys went over there and killed him, like everyone wants to go kill him. So yeah, I got in there after everyone has already had their fun with him and stuff. So there's definitely not as many, but I'll get yeah. back after him and everything. Yeah. I only have them and the uh the spruce grass left to kill for nice. the lower forty eight. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you been have you hunted Alaska? No, not yet. 
but I plan on trying to do it next year. Yeah, that'd be a fun place to hunt. We had, yeah. uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think what his actual name is. He's an Alaskan bird hunter on Instagram. Is it Evan Winthrow? <sighs> it's either him or his partner. There's the yeah. two dudes. And I cannot they're, think they're of. They're cool dudes. Yeah, because he's from Iowa, the Alaska Bird Hunters from Iowa, which is where we're from, uh, where yeah. he's originally from. We had him on the podcast, and man, that would just be, that would be some cool terrain to to hunt through. I think just yeah, I had I have a friend that went up there recently, hunted with him, and uh, going back to me testing hardness and stuff. Yeah, uh, Tyler Webster said it was like the hardest thing ever. So after my friend went there. I called him and I was like, Hey, what do you think about it and stuff? And he's like, no, man, it, it's seriously difficult up there. So yeah, my friend telling me that it was hard means it was, it was yeah. fucking hard. Yeah. Time. I listened to that, to the podcast that Tyler Webster did of his hunting. Yeah. He made it sound like it was not an easy feat to, yeah to bag some birds there. But so, so him, uh, Himalayan snowcock, you say would probably be your hardest. Yeah, bird that's like a, hunt. a yeah hardest bird to hunt. But like, if you just want to hunt hard and like hate yourself and all sorts of stuff, just go chase chucker. You know, go go to like Utah or Nevada or Idaho or something, and go up there and and have real good fun time. Yeah. Those birds are going to laugh at you and stuff. You're going to hate <laughs> yourself, but you'll get better as a hunter overall chasing them because you, you can't just like, all right, there my dog is on point and you have this tall grass to blind the bird from when you get in there and stuff. Yeah. You got to really practice like how you approach in on the point and stuff like that and really pay attention to wind and everything else like that. So um, there's a lot to chucker hunting that people just, don't really get like there's a lot of planted hunters that think that like those birds act the same they don't yeah they don't at all come on out i'll show you they don't yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a good time <laughs> yeah it would that, that is definitely one thing i want to <laughs> i want to try is just because i i enjoy like the physical aspect of hunting you know like oh yeah <clears throat> we went out to wyoming and i, I wouldn't say those hills are like they aren't much but like mm -hmm. compared to iowa they're obviously you're at a higher elevation than what we are at Iowa and you know you got a little steeper hills but it's like you'd, you'd climb up and down it's like all right that was that was fun you know and, and the guys mm. that we went with they were a little they had their hands on their knees and taking breaks and stuff going up and down the hills and my yeah. buddy and I that's Maybe usually <laughs> yeah that, that's that's definitely their excuse <laughs> uh, but my buddy and I that Nick that's usually on the podcast we we enjoyed it because we we liked a, a little pain like that as well. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, no, Chucker would be everybody we we have on is like, dude, you got to do Chucker. Like, you just got to try it sometime. Yeah, there's so. a there's a contest coming up in uh, Battle Mountain, Nevada. Okay, uh, and it's Wild Bird Hunt. It's a really fun competition. Really, really fun. Uh, I'm planning on trying to go to that and do that what's it all uh, consist of uh well it's not like a legitimate competition it's just like a fun hunt type yeah. thing uh so like if you don't it's like zero to six for the limit so like if you shoot zero birds you're competing against zero number killers uh if you shoot one bird like you're in the, the roster for hunting 
or uh, winning awards for like the number one, yep. killing it. And it's off of weight and stuff, which varies okay. every year. Um, it's super cool. Uh, this will be my first time going to it. So um, nice. I hope to see my breeder over there. Uh, it's Britt Forrester with Skedaddle Setters. Okay. Um, he's won it a few times. Like he's gotten the the limit and the the right weight and stuff. Um, so he's he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, but that whole area has a lot of chucker. Like, it's if you drive through and you see all these mountains that look like you don't want anything to do with them, there's birds all up and down that stuff. That's crazy. You know, How, it's fun. Do you only have Do you only have one dog right now? Uh, so Tyler and I, we like rotating out our dogs. Okay. I only have two of my own. Uh, two English setters, two females, nice. and uh. Tyler has like a dozen or so setters. Yeah. So like he'll send me a few and and we'll hunt and we'll trade them out and stuff. Like he has my older dog Nebula. He's gonna be going to uh, Minnesota or Wisconsin or something. He's going somewhere to hunt rough grouse. So I sent him my older dog Nebula because she's is he going with Gary with rough grouse? Yeah. 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 He's going with Gary. Nice. So those guys are gonna have a lot of fun and Nebula. She's pointed a whole bunch of roughies. So we'll see how the legendary UP birds are. Yeah. You know, in comparison out west. Nice. You know, everyone but, uh, says how hard they are, so yeah. Gotta gotta try it out. Yeah, for sure. What uh what brought you on to the setters? Have you always had those or no? So I grew up having Britney's back in New Jersey, and um that's all I ever had, that's all my family ever had. So we never dabbled or anything like that. Um my dad said when he was a kid he had a cocker, but besides that, they only had Britney's growing up and that's what I had and after the army and I moved out west and everything uh Tyler got me hooked up with that breeder Brit yep. uh, up north there and ever since having setters I'll never not have setters nice. they're awesome dogs you know um the heat tolerance for them isn't always the best but if you live like by the mountains and everything you can go up in the mountains and hunt duskies and stuff until the lower stuff gets cold enough for them to really run yeah uh what the what elevation are you usually are you usually hunting at uh so i live at 7600 okay and i usually hunt between like 9000 that's usually where like the lower range of the dusky start to like 13 or 14 oh nice um, yeah so it's Thank it's you. generally pretty cold up there yeah you know? oh, that's, that's <laughs> yeah so uh, even, I guess, go ahead. Even in like the summertime and everything, it still stays like uh, if you go up there in the late afternoons and stuff, it'll be in the 60s in the middle oh, of nice. summer when it's 100 degrees down low. So oh, my dang. dogs are like, I don't know if you looked at any of them, but they're they're pretty jacked. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's because I get to run them hard all year yeah. long. Well, shit, they're you know, climbing mountains every day. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, that's, it's just kind of, kind of like, Freaking, you, you think about like big game, you know, all the big game lives up in the mountainside. They, you know, they mm. got to be big and strong to be able to, to climb up those hills and, you know, deal with that terrain and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I run but, into elk all the time. Yeah. We yeah. ran into, we were in Wyoming. We saw our first like moose. It was probably like only 40 yards from us. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, that thing is big. <laughs> like Massive. I didn't yeah. realize how big they were until. You know, like you actually see one out in its own element. You know, I've seen one doing out like its a, thing. 
yeah <laughs> that was a, that was the craziest thing is we're um hunting for blue grass and um this is like the first time ever doing it you know and so we're mm-hmm. in the woods i'm like man i'm so far out of my element i've never never hunted like this before and we're going through down trees and slipping on these rocks and all this other bogus stuff and all of a sudden i'm like nick's like holy shit there's a moose and the thing <laughs> was like i mean it was probably only like 10 yards in front of the dogs i was like oh my god you know and then it just like stopped and looked at us i was like that's pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah that, just that's pretty gnarly <laughs> we don't see that in you know like in iowa it's like oh there's a deer you know it's like yeah, yeah. another deer but you know you guys have really big deer though we do have some <laughs> some big ass deer out here. That is definitely yeah. true. I've hunted pheasants in uh, whitetail there in okay. uh, Ottawa, Iowa. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah that's not a bad location. Yeah, uh, we had we had a lot of fun over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Iowa can be fun if you make it fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's everywhere. That's even uh, in the army and stuff. Everyone has like duty stations that they hated and everything. Yeah. Uh, Fort Hood is where Tyler and I were stationed, and um, everyone would get off work and everything, and just just go booze it up. We boozed it up a little bit too, but uh, most of the time we would like have our bow fishing bows and stuff, nice. and we would go disappear into some rivers and be like waist deep in water with headlamps on, shooting gar and carp and everything. That's awesome. Staying out till like three in the morning, getting a couple hours of sleep, going in, doing PT and everything. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, that does sound like a ton of fun. So what uh guy ask you, what uh what drew you to um wearing your shirts? Those crazy shirts uh, that you wear. So if you're like a hardcore bird hunter and stuff, you know that no matter what you're wearing, it doesn't really matter. And there's like sure. a lot of people who take things just way too seriously nowadays and gotta wear all that people calm down and just like relax a little bit and try to have fun and enjoy you know that you're in the nature like who knows like where nature and everything will be in the next couple you know 30 40 years from now you should really take it in and relax and have fun and enjoy yourself and there's definitely too many people out there that just take themselves and what they're doing just way too freaking seriously yeah you know i sneak up to elk in this and like five yards you just play the wind. Yeah, you're fine. I swear, you're gonna you be okay. You don't need the four hundred dollar uh, hoodie. <laughs> nope, nope. You'll be all right. Just be smart, be calm, relax, have a good time, enjoy yep. yourself. You know, don't take everything so seriously. You know. Yep. Yeah, man, you died in a hurry once. Not yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. No, I the when I was looking through your profile, I saw the shirts. I was like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool to be. Yeah. It's, you never it's know funny. which, people, which shirt people you're going to make compliments and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I like keep like a really good steady flow of like new ones too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. So you got a, uh, had a couple trips already this year. What's, uh, what's some of the rest of your big plans for the rest of the season? Uh, So I just have the spruce grouse left. So I think I'm going to go to Idaho for spruce grouse. Um, and then, I don't know, probably go to Nevada. And then once the snow and stuff starts coming down, I'll probably go back to Nevada and hunt more chucker. I'm I just really obsessed with chucker. Yeah. It's, Is it because of, like the, like, the terrain and the 
the toughness of it or just the bird and everything in general? It's kind of everything in general. They're going to take you to like really pretty places. Uh, I know everyone hates when fires and stuff happens out West, but they also hate the cheat grass because it's invasive and everything. But every time I see it, I just see all these chuckers that are going to be infesting that place in like three more years. Yeah. And uh, you'll see some beautiful views up there, man. I swear it's super pretty. I had, uh, I lived in Reno, Nevada for a while. I had all my friends from New Jersey come out and there was no snow or anything in the forecast. And I was like, man, I really want to take you guys chucker hunting. It'd be really cool though. If you guys got to see what like out here looked like in the snow. Yeah. Well, we start driving out to the area that I was taking them to and it started snowing like really heavy snow and I'm just super happy. And, uh, we start hiking up the mountain and it is pouring on us with snow, like dumping on us. <laughs> and we just get to the peak and like the fifth guy finally makes it up there. And we've been waiting for, you know, yeah. I hauled ass up there to show them <laughs> they're up. They're all like very in shape for New Jersey, but uh, I like hauled ass <laughs> up there and I was waiting and all the snow just stopped falling. So everything was snow covered on top of all the hills that we were on. Yep. And you could see for miles in every single direction and it was just absolutely beautiful. And it's just like moments like that you don't see, you know, hunting a lot of the, the lower prairie birds and stuff yep. like that. You You still can, but you definitely see it from a different way when you're up top there, you yeah. know, and it, it's, it's really beautiful. And that's how, yeah, that's how like Wyoming was. So like, you know, the, the prairie's cool to, cool to hunt, but it's just like kind of flat and, you know, just like just grass where like Wyoming, you had just miles of sagebrush you know, but then in the background, you had these big mountains that were already snow covered on the top on yeah. the peaks and stuff. And I'm like, man, that is, that's cool to see, you know, and it's, it's not something that I see every day. So it's, it made it even that much better to, you know, just kind of when we were hunting, I was like, I'm not really even looking at the ground for, you know, bird droppings and stuff. I'm just kind of like mesmerized by the, by the backdrop that. Yeah. We're by the beauty. Hunting. Yeah. You know, and I'm yeah, like, man. you don't even, next thing you know, you walk 10 miles, you're like, oh, didn't even realize it because you're taking in all the scenery, you know, and it's like, man, that was freaking, that's freaking cool. And yeah, I like that. I think it's cool that you guys, like, you camp out a lot, you know, where you're just, you really like taking in all the nature, you know, where, I mean, we do, like, when we travel sometimes a lot of times we'll do like an airbnb and there's times where i'm like man it would be cool to you know this this time we we spent one night camping and then i had to get back home for some medical stuff but um i was like it's kind of cool just experiencing it in a different way you know like you're you're out there the entire time you know you're not sitting there watching football games on tv you know, and you're just like completely disconnected with the rest of the world. Like, yeah, that's nice. That is that's nice where it's at man, for sure. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's like a little scary if you don't have like any reception. I mean, we got the the Garmin, you know, for the inReach if we need it, but it's like mm -hmm. it's still cool because you're like 
you know, as long as nobody's <laughs> getting hurt, you don't really need reception for anything. Yeah, you, you'll be fine. Get one of your, your Garmin 200i and, you know, yep. download that stuff and disappear in the mountains and have yeah. a wonderful time. And, yep. you know, you'll you'll try your best to write it down. Uh, I have a notepad that I try to take notes on and stuff and journal some of my hunts. And I get done writing it and I read it and I'm like, man, that is nothing in comparison to what it actually was. Yeah. You know? So uh, I uh, just go ahead. There's just so much to like take in when you yeah. really let yourself be lost. Yeah. You know, I, I disappear. It's like everywhere uh, around me, pretty much no service, any direction you go. And yeah. it's just kind of like one of those things that we're used to out here. Uh, my boss, Chad said it a long time ago when I first started working for him was live where you want a vacation, you know, and that's, why we kind of live in the middle of nowhere you know yep. and we have a hell of a good time yeah in the western states man for bird hunting dude you can't you can't beat it no you know like no, you get some... you, i mean you guys have okay stuff it just depends on what you're searching for yeah. what you need it, it, i think the biggest thing is is we don't have variety like you guys do right mm -hmm. we got pheasants and we have quail um a small number of quail there's not a ton of them there's still there's some but um not as many as you'd like to see but like you get to montana and you have sharpies you have sage grass you get to wyoming you have sage grouse you have sharpies you have a small areas of chucker you know they i mean there's just like there's just so many birds out there that you can go after um i think just it makes it fun because all season you can be like well i want to do something different you know for the next couple of days so i'm gonna go chase this bird and it's just completely different hunting right you yeah know, it's like i'm i'm guessing i haven't done it but i'm guessing chucker hunting is completely different than bluegrass you know or duskies whatever you call them yeah um, entirely different you know so it's like that's pretty awesome that you're not like that far away to be able to kind of yeah. switch back and well forth. i even i even have it differently than a lot of people more up north uh because i have like more deserty like pure desert okay chucker uh so like you'll see some people say that i had i hunt like red rock chucker and uh it it sucks because they're definitely more uh sparse and and in more spread out areas and stuff yeah uh but like i still love to travel up north and hunt like traditional chucker hunting hills and mountains and nice. it's really wild too man when you when you go go to like salt lake or something and look over towards the northwest and you'll see like some mountains over there um those are like regular sized chucker hills like chucker mountains and stuff yeah uh that you can you can go hunt on and just to look at it from the ground and then spend your entire afternoon hiking to the tippity top and you get to the top and you run into like two coveys <laughs> and they you you get what you get and they disappear and then um you got to hike back down now so now yeah. you have like three more hours of hiking down after you just spent four or five hours hiking up and That's it's crazy it's super cool yeah it's a great time it's kind of is that kind of what chucker hunting is is you're just like continually climbing an elevation to a certain point or are you kind of scaling across like at a certain height it it depends on uh how pissed off you are for that day <laughs> and uh what what type of experience you want to have with it because 
uh, sometimes you'll like hike up and you'll get to like a plateau and it'll have like uh, a face to wherever yeah. the ridge line is and stuff. And you can hunt the ridge line all the way down and you only have to do like one climb up. Um, or you could find like a whole ass Chucker Mountain and you spend your entire day getting into birds, but you're hiking the entire way up and it's just brutal and it sucks and yeah. you're enjoying yourself at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and then you get to the top and you might traverse a little bit and then go down. But um, with snowfall, it seems to be you find the height and then you traverse from there. Okay. Um, but if it's been wet and you go up, those birds are scattered all throughout. You don't know where the heck they're going to be. Yeah. You kind of do. Like once you get it down, once, once you really start hunting chucker and stuff, uh, you can kind of like pick out whereabouts it will be during the time of day and everything. Yeah. Um, but it's nice. just rough, rough shit all yeah. day long. Yeah. It's really fun. That's really awesome. fun though. So what's, uh, <clears throat> what's one of your most memorable or favorite hunts that you can think of um i don't know man i would probably say um hmm. i had a really good time last year i got a limit of Mern's quail uh over my my older setter nebula okay uh, we got into thir 13 cubbies of oh, Mern's wow. quail and we got a limit and uh the day before my younger pup blossom here uh she had ate a sonoran toad so she was tripping balls so i like gave her the that whole next day off and um it was just my older dog nebula and i and i kept her in close and and worked her into the, the little bridges have you been to arizona yet i haven't nope that's Man, on the it's, bucket it's list. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. Um, you're just walking and it's it's like almost knee high grass and little oak shrubs and everything. Oh, nice. And you know it doesn't look like there's birds, and then your dog locks up on point, and there's just like 15, 20 birds get up in front of you and stuff. And yeah. Um, with covey birds, I like to just take like one, maybe two. You know, yeah. I like yeah. I like shooting a double gun. Uh, if I'm pissed off, I'll shoot an auto. <laughs> but usually I just shoot and all uh side by side and uh whatever I get on the cubby rise that's usually what I yeah. do and then just move on um so I probably think that was one of my favorite hunts that I've had because it was just me and myself and my dog and you know we got a really nice limit Mern's quail and um I only killed two hens out of it so that nice. was cool too yeah most of them were all little cocks and it's i don't know it was an enjoyable hunt you know yeah. very enjoyable yeah how far is but, uh arizona from you that's or, 10 hours oh that's not too bad well well two two arizona is only like four hours for me okay uh it's like phoenix i think it is um but then it, it's like 10 hours for me to get to where i actually want to go yeah nice no that's not that doesn't sound too bad yeah do, do you uh what gauge you carrying for shotgun obviously it's gotta be super uh, light i i actually don't really like hunting with light guns really I like the heavier guns yeah i like my cz bob white it's a 20 gauge okay it's a pretty heavy gun yeah i swing it really nice 
you know, and that's more important to me than what it weighs. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of a... really into it sucking. So the heavier yeah. gun helps a little bit. I actually, I kind of agree with like a gun being too light. So I had a, I actually won it, a 20 gauge Stevens 555 um, mm-hmm. over and under at a Pheasants Forever banquet. And that thing was so light that when I'd come up to swing it, it would just be like, like I'd swing so fast that it, that I'd just be like way in front of the bird. And I'm like, man, this thing is like almost too freaking light for me to even yeah. shoot because it's like you barely even feel it there, you know? Yeah. A lot, a lot of times uh, when you go to shoulder it, um, you'll shoulder it and then you'll be in like such an anticipation uh, you'll bring the gun up a little bit higher off your shoulder too. So okay. you have to, you'll have people that are talking about pushing their cheek to the gun and then your, your sight line is, is all yeah. messed up there. Yeah. Um, I used to be a competitive trap shooter. I okay. was like a two time state champion trap shooter for New Jersey. Dang, nice. I was pretty good back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> now I just kill wild birds. Totally different. <laughs> um, but all of our trap guns and stuff were really heavy guns. Yeah. And we're you know, using we, like 30 or 32 inch barrels. 32 inch barrel yeah. on there. You know, and you can really reach out and you have a really steady line. Yep. And uh, you have a raised rib on most of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Those, they got like some, I've looked at like the gun places here. They have some of those Berettas that are the trap shooting ones and. Dude, those things are like carrying around a freaking log. Yeah, man. They it's... are. Well, you're only just walking up to a 16-yard line and then, yeah. you know, you put it up, shoulder, yeah. and then put it down. Extreme repetitiveness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what, how yeah. long, uh, so did you just do competitive trap shooting just in high school or did you do any, any of it after that? Uh, so I started when I was in like sixth grade and I did it until I was 18. So I, I did it for, I guess, like eight years or nine years. Yeah. Nice. Is yeah, it just was... like 25 rounds per competition yeah, or per... what is, uh, how does this well, work? You, it just depends on what you're shooting. Cause sometimes you do like a thousand yard, a uh, thousand round marathons and stuff. That's like an all day shoot. Damn. Um, but generally it's like 200 targets is like a normal kind of shoot. Yeah. Um, and then there's like different ways you can do it, like handicaps. Uh, so you'll see like the walkways leading up to a trap line, uh, and handicap is stepping backwards okay. off the line. Um, and Man, I can't even. And... I can't even imagine shooting a thousand rounds in one day. It's pretty fun. Like you holy know, pretty shit! Pretty fun, even with those heavy guns. You still yeah. get a little bit of bruise. I was gonna say they probably don't have much recoil being that heavy, do they? No. No, barely any at all. Yeah. You know, oh, man, a thousand rounds, that would still have a. Yeah. <laughs> you... But you practice shouldering a lot. So, like, uh, I smoke most of my birds pretty quick. Yeah. You know, on the rise. I, I generally get two, or uh, if I have my auto, I usually get three birds, you know, off of a cuffy rise of something. Yeah. Um, so you, you get pretty drilled into that stuff. Yeah. That's what I need to get faster at is acquiring my target faster. Yeah. Is, is that your uh, shot cam? Yeah. I see. Yep. Yeah. You, you need to practice a little bit more on your swing through on the lead. 
Yeah, I feel like, like what I do as is you're like, pulling the trigger. Like I get ahead of it, and then I guess where the bird's gonna be, and then I mm. shoot instead of like following through, continuing going. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I got some. I was watching. I got some <laughs> shit to work on. I'm like, yeah. it's embarrassing. Like part of me is like, God, it's so embarrassing posting some of these videos. But then it's also like, I'm sure there's other people out there that have the same struggle. Yeah, it's a, it's a super common thing. A lot of people do that. Uh, it's it's something that you have to like really train yourself, and you have to kind of talk to yourself while you're shooting. Um, yeah. Like any time that I hear like a bird bust, it it almost goes in like slow mo. Like everything around me goes in like slow mo. Yeah. And I just I you know talk to myself and I tell myself like put it on it. Where's it going? Pull the trigger. And as you know, I'm swinging through. I'm swinging with the same speed as the bird. Yep. And and following through. And that's yeah. something you like really have to practice doing and talking to yourself. Yep. You know, you, I think you can like even one do thing you're doing like shouldering drills. Yeah. I think one thing that I need to like what I noticed too is when I shoot, instead of like the shot cam following the bird, like as it's like going down after I hit it, I go, I shoot and then I pull up. And I'm like a part of me wonders if like that's a bad habit that I'm forming for like so when I shoot and I miss I'm like looking to see instead of like just continue following the bird to make sure that it's that it's down you know yeah so I'll have to I'll have to get some mental notes on me and just you gotta imagine every one of those birds is an orange disc yeah that's all it is that's yeah. an orange disc you know don't imagine their wings just imagine the body size and and just follow it through and uh trick your brain into killing that bird every time yeah yeah i'll have to take that advice that'll be good hopefully my yeah. shot cam videos will get better for you oh it's <laughs> you're probably good. like it's you're probably good. sitting there like oh god no <laughs> i don't i never say that about anyone uh perfect a perfect person would hate their life yeah. you know you gotta you gotta have things that you can fix and and develop and be better at yeah. you know perfect people suck yeah you know that is, they that do. is the truth <laughs> and people that think they're perfect so <laughs> yeah very much so yeah very much so so <laughs> awesome man well i appreciate you coming on the podcast uh had a lot of fun um learned a lot and uh so i'll take that i'll take that uh shooting advice and try to put it try to put it to work uh looking forward to hopefully you get a couple uh dusky grouse tomorrow um yeah on your hunt and uh Hopefully you can uh, check off those last two birds uh, in the lower 48 here soon this year and um, make it up to Alaska eventually. Oh, yeah. Uh, Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, You have a good rest of your night. You too.